what did you want to know, essentially, mate? Obviously, I know that you wanted to know a little bit more about the day and the routine. Yeah. Um, so what, what essentially did you want to delve into? So I know your day-to-day has obviously changed as you've, you've grown with your client base um, because you've moved away from different things. Like you used to do Facebook groups quite a lot, didn't you? Oh, yeah, true. And then that, that quietened down a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was things that you used to do a lot more, um, like your YouTube videos, you were doing daily videos and everything, but now you're not doing that because you're at that place where you've got enough clients, you don't need to get any more leads in. So things like YouTube videos, Facebook groups, they're just more of a burden than anything else. Agree. Yeah. So your, what would your your general day look like for for both sets? So for trying to get new leads in and currently now what you're doing obviously with your your full capacity client base. Yeah, sure. No, that, that's a that's a yes, yeah, a very good point that I used to do a lot of different things that I don't actually do at all now. So when I was growing, I think the main the main preface was like just trying to communicate with as many people as possible and like just get people knowing what I was doing. So whether that was the YouTube videos which were potentially daily they were more so in the line of like documenting my prep and just trying to grow a little bit of a little bit of a circle on YouTube, um, as opposed because I had a very small circle on there and it was just mainly developed through the podcast. Yeah. Um, but you know, like likewise with the podcast, the podcast was great for getting my name out there, <clears throat> but it got to the point again where it's it. it for me, the reason why I switched doing it to like the ones that I do with Vicky and the ones that I do with athletes is because I just got bored of doing the same interviews with the people that are all being interviewed by 10 other different podcasts and just talking yeah. about the same old shit. So what I found with like, and again, and again this, this is all relative to the fact that I've stopped doing some things, like the Facebook groups, um, everyone else does them, you know, everyone else does a Facebook group. And everyone's in a Facebook group and I just got sort of quite, it got repetitive in terms of the things that I was doing. They were working to get people in, but I think what I'm doing now is is actually whilst it's different, it's still very good for growing a business because the business is still growing. I just can't take on board everyone that's inquiring, which is obviously a even a better place to be in than I was yeah. when I just take on everyone, right? Um so I think that nowadays where the best growth that you can have in terms of the online coaching scene is just by making sure that you're, like I said, I think I put out a YouTube video on this, is like profiling your clients. So instead of just doing a lot about yourself and what you're doing and YouTube vlogging and things like that, whilst that's great for giving people an idea of your personality, which is definitely required, I think it's a good idea to to take on take basically your your clients content and reshare it, repost it or you know talk about your clients if they've got a small social media, help them grow their social media so that more people are viewing their stuff when they talk about you so yeah. that you know the 10 people that you send to their page potentially look and look at what they're doing then potentially in the future becomes an inquiry for you, you know. Um so, uh, yeah, I I think now now so I, I focus more on on profiling clients and doing the team MBM Instagram, and then obviously I moved a lot of my video content towards the member site so that I could sort of get a, like a a bit of a 
um, and monetary value from that. And especially yeah. like, it's just the time and effort that I sometimes put into those videos and the quality of the content that's coming out on them. I felt like it just got to the point where it deserved a little bit of monetary value so that people felt like they were, you know, paying for something premium as opposed to just watching a YouTube video. Um, so that's where I switched sort of ways there. And then if, if you wanted to sort of know how I, how it's set on my week and how I'd go about making sure that I have consistent time to be able to do the content, etc. So I take Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all towards check-ins. Okay, um, cool. Some may flood into Tuesday, so I like I have I think three today that I've got to do. Um, it depends as to how efficient I am over the over those actual check-in days, um, and it also depends as to whether anyone checks in late. Yeah. Um, but those days are, that basically minimal external work, so minimal video making. Um, the only video content that I'll do is keeping up to date with my Instagram story and posting on there. As a, besides that, it won't be anything. So no member site content, no nothing over those days. So therefore, Wednesday, Thursday um, are literally my only days where I create. So those are the only days where I and Tuesday kind of where I actually create content. So I, I, I'll be doing the member site videos. I'll be doing a Q&A. And I'll just generally have a bit more time, but I also make sure that <clears throat> make sure that those days I actually back off a little bit. So yeah. whether whether that's like just working a little bit in the well, working a little bit in the morning. So I always work in the morning. So my my time between and this is obviously definitely down to you as to when you do your work, but I find I'm most productive when I have a morning block of work and then I train like in the mid afternoon when the gym is still quiet and then I come back and if it's a che- if it's a check-in day and I'm training I'll still work so I'll do like work from five-ish until sometimes as late as like nine and then I'll be done um but I'll make sure on the days where I've got less to do and not check-in days that most likely my afternoon evening will be spent just trying to chill and whether it's yeah. getting on with some getting on with some work that's like very easy so it doesn't tax you much mentally or whether it's literally just sitting down and, and just watching TV for a bit, mate. Um, because I've learned that I can quite easily just keep going, keep going, keep going. And then by the time I roll around to Friday again, I actually get a bit too drained and a bit like, do I really want to do all these check-ins? And that's the worst <laughs> feeling. Because deep down we really want to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when when you when you're non-stop, you you get this sort of weird feeling of like ugh, just a bit like I'm a bit meh with looking at my laptop and thinking about fitness all the time. So when you have your yeah. time off, just or your or your chill time, just try and do something that's just like non-fitness related. So like you'll see me watching like Netflix or Hunted or something like that, and I always try and do that. Just the switching off is really important. Because yeah. up until now, you've had something else to take your mind away from fitness, like you've had another job. But yeah. now that you've not got that, it's like fitness, 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 bodybuilding, macros, training, all the fucking time. And yeah. there will be a burnout stage. There always is. So, um, 
That's a good point, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good point to sort of factor that in. And so how many check-ins will you be doing on those days? Do you, do you set a limit of how many you do a day? Yeah, that's a good question. So Friday, Saturday, Monday and a bit of Tuesday, they're like usually anywhere between five or six. Sunday is pretty mental. It's like tw- trying to t- trying to fit in like 20, 25 in a day. 20. Oh, yeah. Oh. And that's, I must admit, mate, that's that's too much. I've taken on a little bit more than I can chew because as soon as I came out of contest prep, I was like, right, cool, I've got all of the energy in the world now. I can really push the amount of people that I can take on. And uh, I was, so I took on a lot of people that had inquired whilst I was prepping and I sort of said, I'm going to take on more when it comes to the new year. So I took on a lot there, took on a lot in the new year especially contest prep people, which wanted to start, which is great. But the contest prep people, like, there's a lot more work that goes on. Um, and it's, it's it's a lot of effort. So that Sunday day, like, I had, you know, the previous, just last Sunday. Um, by the end of it, I'm, I'm certainly, I feel, put it this way, I feel more tired than on, like, a really, really hard training day on that day than I do any other day. Yeah. Because it's just non-stop thinking and, you know, your brain gets fried. It really does. So I wouldn't recommend, especially when you're doing video feedback, doing any more than 20. I'm sure if you're a, if you're a normal online coach and you just do like a one-word email, you could probably do like 50 or 100 in a day. You know, <laughs> I, I know some of these big online coaches that, that have like 75, 80 clients yeah. And they're still taking on more and setting up new people, but mm. that just that literally just shouts to me that their their feedback their feedback is just probably poor in comparison yeah. to what we offer, you know. And I'm pretty prepared to say that because I know that I put in, you know, at least half an hour per check in. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot that goes into it because yeah. obviously you got to do the programming part. You have got to make sure their spreadsheets are all up to date. Do the video, send it over. So yeah, it's it, the feedback side of things, but then that it makes the client feel feel valued as well. So mm. they're actually giving them a good feedback, um, and I've, I'd never go back to doing email. Like I think no. I did it for did it for one week, and I was like, this is shit. It's not fun that, either. But... It's not fun for us. Like I don't get any fun out of sitting on my sitting on my laptop doing emails. Like I prefer chatting, prefer moving, yeah. like speaking. You spend all day doing emails, you never say a word. Yeah, <laughs> so you're not actually talking about fitness, you're just typing. It's just a bit boring, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What to ask you, mate, as well, is like you're obviously you're, you still get people asking for consultations and stuff. Sure. Do you still get leads into your business? Because obviously, you, I don't ever see you advertise for coaching, ever. No. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Thing to be able to do that and not and still get leads in all the time. Mm. It's just a case of you waiting until someone asks you. Yeah, well, I think the way that I advertise is like kind of incognito advertisement. So when I put up, like, I'm not trying to necessarily say work, hustle, grind, and all that shit, yeah. Gary V. When I post up a picture of me doing a check-in or my my check-in screen. But what that does tell people is that I coach. And yeah. then especially I found like yesterday, for example, when I put up those two videos of 
me speaking on a check-in and giving like female posing advice, etc. I got two inquiries on the, off the bat on a reply to that in a DM on Instagram because yeah. what it shows is like, well, wow, like AJ's doing these, this coaching and these video check-ins um, and obviously then people know that I'm a coach and they just get intrigued by that. So I'm kind yeah. of kind of advertising but not saying I do coaching because when you try and force something down someone's mouth, it's like all the emails you get now and again from Amazon saying, you know, this product's on offer. You don't want any of that because they're trying to force you to buy it. Anything forced is just never good. So yeah. trying to get to like a laid back approach and just showing what you do tends to work a um a lot better in my opinion um it just tends to promote a much better result when it comes to getting people in and because people want to be coached like they make the they make the decision um but yeah i i I don't think i don't think you'll need to advertise to be honest mate and again like just talk about your clients um get like a page set up like another instagram and just start resharing loads of client stuff on there. Even if like, even if you have like a low volume of clients, which I know that you don't because you're getting in enough people to to go for it and like go self employed. But when even if even if you're at that lower level of of clientele, like you can still post like about them. It just doesn't matter. Like you know, some of my clients don't even have Instagram, so they won't ever appear on Team MBM the page. But I have enough that do, so I can share yeah. their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I do, sort of, with regards to advertisement, mate. Just talk talk about what you do, show what you do, um, and you know, do do the things like you know when you were doing your morning walks, and I know that you still do talk about topics and things like that. But you know, if you get a question, share the answer to the question on your story. You know, just show that you're getting involved and getting stuck in and answering things that tends to work like really, really well in my opinion. Um, yeah, but, but it does just build, you know, it it builds, it's like a snowball effect really. That's what I've noticed is, you know, once, once you, once you get to here, it's like, cool. I'm like at 20 clients and then, you know, you get to 25 and then more inquiries come in and then you get to 30, more inquiries coming. And it, it, yeah, it really is like a snowball effect, which is why I can believe like people like, you know, Lane Norton and things like that in the past when they said, you know, I'm, I remember watching old Lane Norton videos and him saying, you know, I've got, so I get, I get like 50 emails a day. And <laughs> I was like, fuck, you know, I'm that definitely not lane. at that level yet. I'm definitely nowhere near that. But you can tell with like, the level of sort of um, awareness and presence that he has, that that's totally feasible, totally yeah. feasible. But fuck that. I'd hate that. <laughs> I, I get overwhelmed with the amount that I get now. And I, you know, I'm lucky if I get two or three, two or three a week, maybe four. Um, if I got that a day, I'd just, I just, I don't, I'd have to get like a PA or something to handle my fucking emails. Cause I just wouldn't want to look at them, you know? need to bring yourself another coach on board mate yeah it's something i've thought about but at the end of the day it's like uh, letting go yeah <laughs> i'd be letting a bit of it go and i'd be trusting someone else yeah. in the name and the brand yeah. um there's no reason why i wouldn't do it in the future but i think at the moment i'm just very happy with like keeping a relative cap on how many i take in yeah. and then just focusing on giving them the best service possible you know what i mean 
Yeah, no, 100%, mate. Yeah. You, know, in, you know what it's like. You can make enough money out of that, you know. Um, and at yeah, the end I of the day, I'm like... I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not. Dri- I'm not honestly driven by money. I'm just driven by doing doing a good job, making a good name for myself, and getting shit hot results, and and yeah. waking up and doing something that I fucking really like. Like that's what I care about. Um, if I have to wake up and wake up and manage a team of like five, six coaches, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd like that to be blunt. And even if it made me, you know, a lot of extra money. I'd, I don't, I don't. I honestly don't know what I'd do with it because I don't really want like fancy crap <laughs> or anything. I don't. I don't. I'm quite happy driving the car that I've got. Um, obviously, I'd like yeah. to. You know, I'd like to be where you're at with a property and you know things like that. I'd, I'd like to certainly like to do things like that. But that's that's feasible with where I'm currently at. So I don't. You know, I'm. I don't want to be like Steve Jobs or anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I'm sure you're the same as well, you know. Yeah. As long as you can live comfortably, you can go on holidays, you can afford to live in a nice place, afford your food, um, you know, things like that. You know, I think that's the best thing is just being in a comf- comfortable place. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. Yeah, yeah, really do agree with that. So yeah. anymore, you just sort of bury yourself trying to earn more money and it's it's not really the best thing to be doing. Yeah, and what, what's it for? Yeah, exactly. You just you only go and put it in your savings account, and it just sits there. So it's just like just fucking... greed, isn't it? Really, just exactly. greed. Uh, agree, mate. Agree. Yeah. So I mean, to be honest, mate, it was just more trying to find out your current routine and everything. Yeah. Um, because I ha- like, I highly recommend I, sort I of training training midday, mate, or training like middle of the day. Like, yeah. don't don't train in the evenings anymore because you waste your time. I think. Yeah. I think also breaking up your day would be a really good idea, um, but pl- but play about with things. But what I've seen works really well, and what most good online coaches do is sort of have a morning block of work, train, have a little bit of evening work, sleep, sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's what Steve does as well. Yeah, it's yeah. the only thing like within that time time period, like programming is something that takes me an awful long time okay admittedly because i think i dick around too much from a client finishing a mesocycle to then thinking oh they need a new fancy mesocycle with they don't sets sets per week all of that and i really get too into it i think um and sometimes i sort of almost think i should just change up the exercises keep the sets the same and that's probably about it yeah Um, i I tell you what i've got people to do recently mate is basically i just i just say to them at the end of their blog mesocycle whatever you want to call it i get them to either send me an email or a video and just just chatting just chatting about their training that's all i say i just say chat to me about the last eight weeks of training list any exercises exercise selection intensity methods that you're not particularly enjoying or liking and list anything that you potentially have seen so they might for example i have one client and if i do end up putting this as like a small podcast he'll know exactly who he is and i have him and every time i do an exercise <laughs> he'll say in his block review i'd like that so like when i started seated barbell hp he was like I'd really like to see it by the low HP. Like, for God's sake, mate, like, do you just literally want my program? <laughs> um, 
but you'll have some people that will see something like they'll see like a new fucking booty ig exercise and they'll be like jack can i have this in my program and obviously if there's rationale for it to be in there you can put it in there and things like that so i i, I just get them them to think about the changes that they want and then obviously from my perspective and my programming ability i'll change anything that i think's worth changing so for example if they've had the same oh, i talked about this on my instagram like the same intensity method for a huge period of time i most likely change that you know, because yeah. essentially what we're trying to do with an intensity method, like a, you know, drop set, superset, whatever, is force an adaptation. We'll essentially get re- de- desensitized to that. We won't get the same sort of response as we did when we initially put it in the block. So taking it out for a bit, um, resensitizing to it later on or with another intensity method, that's probably worth doing. Um, but other than that, mate, like people can progress on compounds and, you know, the basics for, for a long, long time. Um, and actually you'll probably find your clients make more progress when you keep things the same as opposed to keep chopping and changing them. You know, the amount of times I've thought I needed to chop and change stuff when in reality, people are making superb progress. It's like, just keep the momentum. It's like, yeah. why, why deload when you're making great progress? You know, that's the same question I ask myself when a client says, you know, should I deload? It's like, oh, do you have good momentum? Well, let's just keep going, you know? Yeah. Mm. that sense mate yeah i think i just sort of over overcomplicate the process so what would your average time be for a new block that's a good question it could could vary massively it could be it could be anything from like 20 minutes to like an hour it it totally depends but the the the, remember that you can always um the best way to write a new block on google sheets is to literally duplicate the last block so left click duplicate it and then I just put any of the new movements that are in the mesocycle, like I, I basically highlight them. I highlight them green or, or a different color so that I know when I'm going through the video, when I talk through the new block, whether it's attached to their check-in in the week or whether it's just a separate video, it depends to when I program it. Um, I make sure that I run through all of those new movements and make sure that they're all clued up on what they're doing, why they're doing it, essentially. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess the whole the whole process probably takes a little bit more than twenty minutes because the video is going to be ten minutes alone itself. Yeah. So it probably takes at least half an hour for a block, um, yeah. which I think is a, I think that's a decent amount of time, you know. To, to obviously a newer a newer client on an initial training program that would take a bit longer, um, mm-hmm. but if I have a good good idea of what they're doing already, good idea of where they're starting, it's just pretty pretty straightforward to sort of get them straight straight set up and going, you know. Yeah, um, not too hard. No, that's that's wicked, mate. That's that sort of answered a question where I can probably reduce a bit of time on. Yeah, I'm no, spending. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I won't hold you for too long, mate. I'm sure you've probably got some work to get on with this morning. Yeah, a few bits, not too much though. <coughs> I'm fueling up on decaf coffee. I'm taking a bit of a caffeine break. Um, Deloading caffeine. I highly recommend it. I feel really good.